What's up, everybody? It's your draft queens, Kate and Michelle. And good morning. Good morning to you all. It is the start of a brand new, fresh week. I'm ready to talk huddle, Michelle. We're coming off of yet another fearless week two of fantasy football. Um, But that is something that we will get into later this week if you tune into our flagship episodes on Friday mornings at 8 o'clock. But today, we are not talking football specifically. We're talking all of the sports and all of the headlines because it is the huddle. How are you doing this fine Monday morning, Michelle? Who doesn't love Monday mornings? The only thing that makes Monday morning better really is the huddle, I think. I think that's right. I'm going to feel refreshed and ready to go. And in fact, like, so I've been telling a lot of people, probably too many people over Zoom who don't want to hear this, but here I go again. I've been telling people that over the last week or so, I have decided that I am waking up. My alarm goes off now between 6 and 6.30 a.m. Some of you are probably listening and saying, Yeah, I know, because I'm a normal human. I do that, too, because I wake up at early hours. Some people have kids. Some people have dogs and what have you. Okay, so I am now waking up at that hour because by the time I get to working hours at 930, I feel like I'm caught up. You know what I mean? Like, I really am loving that feeling. So when this episode drops at 8 a.m., I've already been up for two hours, and then I can leisurely catch up on my headlines. It's really great. I can uh, say for a fact that Kate is a very early riser. I think almost every single day of the week, Monday included, I wake up to a text from Kate. My alarm goes off at 8. I roll around till probably 8.15 or 8.30 because that's what I like to do. But you know what? My phone's always buzzing and I'm like, who the F is texting this early? Like, don't text me before 8 a.m. And you know who it is? It's Kate. Me. It's Kate. And she's telling me the same thing. She's like, well, I get up this early now and I do all these things. And I'm like, can you just hold sending the texts until after eight? You're waking me up, girl. No, I get too excited. Can you just put me on mute? And then when you go to bed, I won't wake you up at six in the morning. But sometimes I just have to tell you things that are going on. You just need to know. That's what we do. That's what we do. I know. I know. I just, I can confirm that Kate is now an early riser. If you think the huddle launching at 8 a.m. on Monday is early, you are wrong. Kate is launching even earlier than that on Monday morning. That's right. Maybe, um, maybe we start launching these episodes earlier for you early risers, (laughs) but, but no, but no, because now it's 8 a.m. Good morning, whether you're an early riser or a medium riser or a late riser, quite frankly, you can get your huddle update anytime on a Monday whenever you feel like rising. So uh, if you're new to the huddle, it's the same thing every week, every Monday morning. Michelle and I will go through over the course of 60 seconds, Michelle, we will put a timer on our clock and we will as quickly as we can get through as many headlines for sports as we possibly can so you get your quick hits first thing on a Monday morning for what's going on in the world of sports. 100%. I, I hope you couldn't just hear me taking a big swig of water. I feel like I had to like cleanse the palate and get ready oh, yeah. because we really like try to blow through these and, and, and beat the clock, which is uh, which definitely can be challenging. And honestly, there are some challenging names in this report this morning. And so I'm yes. just a little scared. And that's yeah, why I'm your- chugging my water. I'm hydrating for the huddle. Maybe do like um what are some like how like, now br- how now brown cow how now brown go, like, cow how anchor, now brown cow how now brown cow <laughs> oh my god that's actually all right take your swig of water i will do my how now brown cow how now brown cow how now brown cow. it's uh 
I'm feeling I'm feeling loose. I've been awake for feeling way too ready? long, so I'm feeling ready to ready. go. I'm, I'm ready to hit the ground running. Um, I've got, got 60, sixty seconds on the clock. You want to count me down, and I'll uh, I'll get into it with our first headline. Yeah, let's get it. All right, sixty seconds on the clock, Michelle. In three, two, one, huddle. Cincinnati Bengals receiver T. Higgins will change his number from 85, which was formerly worn by Chad Johnson. Los Angeles Angels Shohei Otani has a sore arm and might not pitch again this season. The NHL expects 98% of players to be vaccinated before the season, reports the Deputy Commissioner Bill Daly. The Buffalo Sabres will face the Toronto Maple Leafs outdoors in the Heritage Classic. Danielle Medvedev stuns Novak Djokovic in the U.S. Open men's finals to win his first major title. Emily Rekadanu moves up 127 spots to number 23 in the WTA rankings after winning the U.S. Open title. Sources are reporting that NBA players won't need to be vaccinated uh, before the season. And the trial of former Kansas City Chiefs assistant coach Britt Reed, who's facing a felony driving while intoxicated charge, is scheduled for April 18th. Ooh, nailed it just in there time. There we go. There we go. We got this down. Even though I almost just blew it for us. Why can't I say Emma? Oh, no. I don't Can actually. say it? Raducanu. I think Raducanu. Is it Raducanu or is it Raducanu? No, I think it's Raducanu. Raducanu. Emma, we're sorry we can't say your name, but I did watch uh, many of your matches in the U.S. Open, and you were incredible. Literally, she moved up 127 spots in her ranking. That's crazy. And something crazier that I learned because my husband is very big into tennis, Emma actually had to earn her spot into the tournament. So she played three rounds of tennis before the actual U.S. Open even started just to get into the tournament. So she played even more tennis than everybody else that was already like ranked and in and had their spot, you know, in the tournament. She had to play in just to get in. I think she won almost every single set she played. I don't think she dropped any sets. I mean, she moved up 120. Talk about exponential growth in one, in one. In one tournament that's insane yeah yeah that is insane well congratulations emma and if anybody can hit us up and let us know how to say this name please phonetically tweet at us at the <laughs> underscore draft queens like now i need to know how to say emma rata Radicanu. i don't know I, but i think that 127 right. spots is absolutely wild it's crazy. And honestly, on the other end of the spectrum there, you know, Novak Djokovic was coming in. We've talked about this on some of our other tennis episodes. This year, he had already won the French Open, Wimbledon, and the Australian Open. If he would have won the U.S. Open, it would have been the Grand Slam title. He would have won all four. The pressure was on. He looked he looked great throughout the tournament. But, you know, he, he dropped it in, uh, in the finals. And Med- Medvedev won. It was a battle. It was... You know, I love Novak, and it was, like, sad to see him lose because, honestly, that's a once-in-a-lifetime experience, man. Like, there's no way in his in his career that I, I, he'll get back to this situation where he's got an opportunity to win the Grand Slam again. So, you know, Medvedev was actually being interviewed after, and he was like, I'm sorry? Like, you're a great competitor. I'm happy that I won. It was his first title, as we said. He's like, but I'm like, I'm sorry? Like, that's just a tough one. 
It is a tough one. It really is. It really is. Well, very exciting stuff going on in the world of tennis for all you tennis fans. Like, great start to the week. The U.S. Open was a ton of fun. I did think that this T. Higgins headline was kind of funny. And it, it, it the only reason... The reason I put it in here, to be honest with you, was because when I was watching the game, I was very confused seeing 85. Like, everyone knows Chad Johnson, or at least I think you do. Chad Johnson, also known as Ocho Cinco, a.k.a. 85. It did throw me through a loop watching and seeing 85. Like, I was really confused. Yeah, and, oh, oh God, I have to cough. Hold on. Sorry, everyone. (coughs) This is real life. Okay, sorry about that. Um, So I I think it's so funny how much pickup this particular headline is getting. Like, you make a really good point. I mean, it's all (laughs) over. The fact that T. Higgins is ditching 85 because he's not Chad Ochocinco, obviously. Like, I, I think it's ridiculous. I mean, it's all over TMZ. People will not stop talking about this. I know that Ochocinco is uh, always always in the headlines like people oh he's always he's always he's always clapping (laughs) yeah they love to follow ocho cinco he is so ridiculous um but i guess that t higgins said either during a press conference or otherwise he said that he is tired of being compared to chad ocho cinco and that he is not ocho cinco 2.0 so he's moving on as soon as the season ends he is moving on from 85 he's over it people he doesn't like it It's extra funny just because, you know, we have talked a little bit about some of the rules that they changed and these guys can like change their jersey numbers. They used to be like restricted to what they could wear based on their position, et cetera, et cetera. So even that threw me through a loop this week watching some of the guys play. I'm like, who's who's number two? Wait, what's happening? Like, so it takes a minute to get used to. But this one in particular is just very funny because Ocho Cinco is constantly running his mouth. There's always something to be said about him. And it and it did make me uh, look twice at the screen. I was like, wait a second, 85? Haven't seen that number in a while. So that number will now go away on the Cincinnati Bengals. Yeah, he will no longer. And they should retire it, honestly. I mean, it's Chad Ocho Cinco. It's very iconic, whether or not. I mean, some of his stats are pretty wild. I'm looking at a um side by side so if you compare t higgins to chad johnson given that chat uh t higgins is 22 years old and was born in 1999 so he has some time left oh my uh, god 1999 yep. yeah oh i don't goodness. i don't want to talk about that i don't Oof. i don't that makes me really 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 ancient um <laughs> but T. Higgins uh, has 71 catches, 966 receiving yards, and seven touchdowns. Uh, Chad Johnson on his career had 766 catches, 11,059 receiving yards, and 67 touchdowns. So, in my opinion, deserves to be retired. It's an iconic number and an iconic player. He is making himself known and heard. Uh, the last thing I wanted to touch on, I just thought was interesting and sort of just, again, you know, this is something that we're all kind of like getting used to is, you know, so the NHL is saying they're they're expecting to be at about 98% of players being vaccinated. Pretty good stat. I think um, the juxtaposition there is like the NBA saying they're not requiring people to get the vaccine. It's 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 kind of just one of those things where it's just it's going to keep coming up. And so these two popped out to me because, you know, one both are in the offseason, both are figuring out what to do. We've obviously talked a lot about, you know, the chatter 
of uh, if if leagues do force people to get vaccinated, what does that mean for some of these players, et cetera, et cetera. So it's just funny. And I think, well, not funny. It's just an interesting update to give, you know, 98% for the NHL, no percentage given at this point for the NBA, but there is sources saying that they're not going to, you know, put a requirement on um, COVID-19 vaccination. So always in the news, Fortunately or unfortunately, we're still bringing it to you about COVID because we're not out of the woods yet. So it is always interesting to me to see how the different leagues are dealing with it. Yeah, I think so, too. And I I think the factors that we're not seeing, not to say that, you know, I'm I'm definitely I am definitely supportive of getting your vaccine. Um, That being said, I'm not going to go ahead and tell people what to do one way or another. Um, That in mind, though, I think it's interesting to consider the different circumstances that we're we're working with. Um, I think we're we should keep in mind that I think at least last year, um, although it was this year technically for the NBA season and also for the NHL seasons, uh, they took the approach of bubbling. So I don't know. I think that's interesting, and I think it actually did help. We didn't really hear a whole lot about COVID breakouts in the NHL. Or the NBA. We talked about it earlier this year in the offseason for football, how impressed we were with how well, especially the NHL and the NBA, were containing COVID. So I would really hate that as we go into the fall, and it is flu season, uh, among other things, I just would hate for that to go crumbling down. So I hope they can keep it up with or without these vaccination requirements. Very true. Very true. Um, so, Kate, this was not a headline, but I do think it's worth uh, throwing it out there so the so the listeners know. Uh, Wednesday this week on Drafts on Drafts, we are going to give you guys a fantasy football waiver wire 101. Week one showed lots of action on the waivers, and we figured, you know what? Let's just make sure our listeners know how it works, why it works, what to do with it. Um, so normally we would uh, elaborate on uh, one of our huddle headlines, you know, on drafts on drafts this week. Obviously, waiver wire 101. It's not a headline, but you should tune in to listen to us on Wednesday. We're going to drink a beer and we're going to talk about waiver wire 101. Yeah, I think it's it's actually much uh, not to not to uh, overlook any of these headlines, but I think it's way more important that for this Wednesday we go over waiver wire 101 because we've been getting a lot of questions. And in fact, you know what I did this week? I had to refresh myself because I was on the waivers for week one and two. And uh, sometimes you forget. So all of these headlines are great. But to your point, Michelle, uh, I think what's more important this week, rather than expanding on any of these headlines like we usually do for drafts on drafts, yeah, I think we just talk waiver wires. It's going to be a ton of fun. I'm so excited. I love the waiver wire. Then that pretty much wraps us up this uh, Monday morning for the huddle, I think, Kate. Yeah, it, I think it does. Um, Lovely listeners, we really do appreciate you for getting up with us on a Monday. Um, Do stay tuned. Again, we're Monday, Wednesday, Friday, 8 a.m. in your earballs with our three different segments during every week of football season. So stay with us. And as always, find us on socials, Instagram, uh, Twitter, and give us five stars on Apple Podcasts if you love us. We love you. Have a great start to your week, and we will see you on Wednesday morning.